0: Wasted a long time to say this. Let's let's go. Hi, I'm Sarah, and welcome back to the Write Off Podcast. Joining me today is Sam, and we haven't made one of these for months. Yeah, How are you doing, um,
1: what, Sam? I'm good. I'm good. Um, this is episode was it seventy six or something? Uh, We've been uh, going. It, it it should be the week straight. Obviously, we haven't a all stopped. <laughs> um.
0: I I think. Somewhere in my, my plan of, like, release an episode every couple of weeks, slowly build up an audience, I, I failed to take into consideration that us. Effort. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, just effort. Um, so, how's your life been?
1: It's okay, it's okay. Um, I have bread now. I've got lots more bread than previously.
0: That's good. Um, and it, it brings yeah. us to the, the, the important question um what did you have for breakfast
1: i i had some sort of brunch today but again once again egg and bacon sandwich oh
0: um, i mean it's a good choice
1: yeah yeah yeah. i'm living alone now because uh grandparents are on a, a holiday so yeah yeah i've been able to make myself uh some more food you've obviously seen the the outcome of that so. yeah
0: yeah i i have um it looks interesting. Um, it, it tastes it, wonderful, though. It actually does. It it does look like you know you know when uni students are like, oh, "I've got to learn how to cook," and then they post photos, and it's just like, "I made dry pasta." Yeah, salted dry pasta. <laughs> so that's roasted, never. <laughs> <laughs> Roast rice, yum um, <laughs> Just put some rice in an oven I'm sure it'll be great uh, But yeah, no, it's, it, it doesn't look too too bad Except from that one that was like Gravy and peas on chips That was particularly no, horrendous that was curry And I'd run out of rice <laughs> That was not curry, it was like brown liquid And, and peas And then some flaky bits of chicken <laughs>
1: Uh, what, what do you have for breakfast? That's like
0: oh, a... oh, breakfast today I had um so I had a bagel with some peanut butter. Then I had some granola and then I made myself noodles later. But, yeah. Oh, very nice.
1: Very yes, nice. yeah.
0: Very... It's balanced good. breakfast. Yes, yes. Mainly mainly carbohydrates followed by carbohydrates followed by um carbohydrates but they're wet. It's quite a you know,
1: <laughs> great mm.
0: great 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 amount of variety there, isn't it? Um so I thought today we could speak about uni. Because we're both well we're sort of terrified. done? Yeah, terrified. We we're we're done with college and we're moving on to, to, to bigger and better things that include budgeting and tax. Are you excited, Sam? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I can't wait to forget to apply a second year for the, the next that bunch of the loan and then cry myself to sleep. I can already see it happening.
0: It's fine. don't worry. I'm sure wherever you go they'll be like, hmm, make sure you do this and you'll go, okay. Otherwise you just get like an impromptu gap year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the, other, the other one is um uh, accommodation and that and moving in with a bunch of people you have no idea who they are.
0: And, uh... Yeah, I mean, on the bright side, everyone you're moving in with is, like, moderately decent, at least somewhat hardworking and intelligent and not too... Well, you say that, but I'm going, so... I don't know. Um, I feel like even getting to uni, although maybe the standards have been lowered a bit, so like why we got in, Um, it's still, like, a threshold, isn't it? And it's true. I think it's true. not it, going
1: to be, you know, corner corner, corner chavs with no. It's
0: uh, it's it's not. Which is uh, excellent. Yeah, I think like that's that's the one thing I found like going for education. Primary school doesn't matter because everyone's nice in primary school. Secondary school, there are a lot of people you don't like. And then for college, suddenly it's sort of like it's a bit better. And I think at uni it's just going to narrow down again to the point where for you're me, just college was. Uh, it's pretty sick. I didn't have many interactions. With people I didn't actually like that much. Like I don't
1: uh, got any to be honest. Like, I, I was going to say nothing memory sticks out. It wasn't called like a neek every like fourth <laughs> lesson. <laughs>
0: right. Not even fourth lesson, Sam. Every single break we were both called fat neeks like twelve times during primary school. It was just we were sat eating our sandwich. Someone would walk our sandwich. That sounds like we shared one between us. <laughs> um, the the one sandwich we got allocated. Um, no, no. So we'd be sat eating like lunch, generally sandwiches, and, and so just some random person would walk over to us and go like, "You fat neek," and then walk off. And that was yeah. that was fun, wasn't it? That was all. <laughs> the joys of secondary school.
1: So while sharing our sandwich, right, we'd be there. And just out of the blue, the 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 group of like hive mind chaps would would like saunter over. Usually they'd be like stood like sort of down and to the right, right from where just, we were, like just doing weed on the stairs. And you know they 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 threw stones at um, <laughs> one of our say friends. But, yeah,
0: know. I mean they did a lot of weird things. They just randomly walked up to walls and started hitting them. <laughs> oh my goodness!
1: And the music teacher came out.
0: And one of the times, like one of them bragged about the fact they had just punched a locker to a teacher, and then the teacher was like, "Did you?" And they went, "No, that was that was an experience and a half." I don't know if you were there for that one. That was so weird. It was just like this this kid just go, walks into like the music room. A teacher stood there and goes, "I just punched a locker." And then the teacher goes, "Where?" And he goes, oh, "I didn't do it." And that—that that was, <laughs> honestly, excellent. <laughs> excellent. Sneakiness one hundred, right there. Um, yeah,
1: I mean it was a pleasant experience. having to do PE at college as well. Oh God,
0: secondary school PE was. I mean like We spent most of our time Walking around a football field to just We just had in. like An
1: extra lesson of film studies Basically We just walked about And, and, and like, the edge of the field On like a little run And uh Yeah Which was Which was Which was good Just chatted about films And then occasionally Some fat kid Called Adam Would like kick a ball at us <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Can I point out for anyone listening There wasn't a fat kid called Adam that is, That's a metaphor Sam isn't specifically calling out someone from our PE class That's just
1: a <laughs> construct It's just a
0: yes, yes. Imaginary Adam An
1: amalgamation of Half negative of chav traits
0: Yeah Oh we should explain why um, Slightly overweight person uh, We were in the lowest PE class We'd managed to be banded in the worst of all of the PE groups. We were officially shit. And it was honestly amazing. Um, But speaking of chatting about films, have you seen the trailer for Edgar Wright's new movie? Is it the Sparks Brothers one? Uh, No, uh, more recent than that. Last Night in Soho. I, I've, I've seen him post about it on his
1: Instagram, but I haven't actually watched the trailer for it yet.
0: The trailer, I'll quickly run you through it, uh, just so you so get an idea, because I think it's be cool to talk about. The trailer seems so cool. It's like a, a mystery history sort of thing, where a character starts seeing um, and experiencing events that happened in the past, and then everything sort of turns dark. And it's set mm. in Soho, London, during like, I think it's like the 1960s slash 1940s. Um... And it's just, for Edgar Wright, obviously, it's, it's new, because it's, it's not a comedy. Um, and even like Baby Driver was sort of sort of funny, this seems to be going very much in the opposite direction. So I'm really, really excited to sort of see how he handles something seriously.
1: Yeah, I, I looked up the trailer just now. Um, I would have watched it, but Yahoo has decided to set itself in my browser because of McAfee. So I, I can't find anything useful.
0: Um, we love McCarthy. I remember the amount of times, search. like, isn't it like twice a month you have to go into <laughs> settings on your browser and then turn it back to Chrome or Google? Because it's just like, no, you want
1: Yahoo. Uh, well, I found the YouTube link. Um, cool, cool. While watching it, I've noticed on the right hand side, um, even though I've watched it, all of it, still, JXE's The Fool of Doctor Who. The five-hour-long video essay is still haunting me.
0: <laughs> no, it's it's a good, it's a good it's video. An, essay.
1: It's a really good video. Like the effort
0: yeah. put into it. So we couldn't manage weekly successive podcasts that require no editing, and this man sat down for like five months and just made one long video. I don't, honestly, it's quite a skill. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's it's. Do you want to talk about that for a bit? Then, like Chimnohu, just. Go off on, on a tangent on. The, the, the trailer's very weird. It sort of, like, cuts
1: out. And, uh, yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, yeah, I the, the, that ed, the Edgar Wright like. trailer does have that cut to black thing. That You've, you've got to love it. Just person running, mm. cut to black. Random shot of something raining, cut to black. Random shot of a different person, cut to black. And then it's just, like, boom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, um, you said before, um... Gymnal Who, right? It's been, has been on my mind recently because of the whole, the watching this video. And yeah. it had a lot of points I hadn't considered. And a lot of points I had considered that were nice to see them come up, sort of thing. Like yeah, the, yeah. um, especially, um, the other section about the ethics of the doctor and how inconsistent
0: that they, they were. Are. And just, yeah. It, it was like, <laughs> writing ethic to like morality is always really hard because it, it's yeah such an option but i, I agree like especially for a show that was trying to like that that season those last few seasons of doctor who seemed like they were trying to just be like don't don't do bad things be be good and then like to to show how you should be good they had someone yeah. put a load of animals in a box and watch them starve to death and send a, a, a not-white person to a concentration camp, which is... I yeah, mean... even in
1: Kablam, where it was <laughs> the the kid who dies to his own terrorist plot, right? Yeah. It, there's the moral of the story to, like, kill extremists and not to, like, properly <laughs> educate them and...
0: Like, it, it's... You know, the... it... We randomly jump from, like, everyone's redeemable to kill them, which is... It's just a bit of a shift, isn't it? Uh, and yet, yeah. she didn't need to kill him. Jay J goes over that, like... It, so in Kablam, if, if anyone hasn't seen the episode, um, there's this guy, and he's kind of like... He set up this plot where he's going to send a load of people bu- um, bubble wrap in parcels that explodes and kills them. It's its a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like the doctor, God, doctor saves the day right. and stops oh, his gosh. plot, and and then and then decides to uh, kill him. Basically, she goes like, "I've sent all the robots back here, so they're not going to deliver the bubble wrap." I, I, say something, say sorry, and he goes, "No." And then she goes, "I've also told the robots to to pinch the bubble wrap and kill you." And it's like, "Okay then." Hmm. <laughs> I'm the Doctor and I save people <laughs> not in this series you know. <laughs> to be fair like the last season's arc was um, am, or Peter Capaldi's arc was like am I a good man that, that's been answered, the answer is definitely no the man, the
1: man spent 400 years on a planet saving humans but still <laughs> couldn't decide who was a good man or not
0: yeah like For Capaldi's it, writing wasn't much better but it was I quite like Bill Bill's story. I, I agree. Like, as much as people will like how Bill's only character trait is lesbian, nah, she had she had Water Woman, like, she went through a lot of things. Arguably, the Cyberman bit is an allegory for racism, but it's not done to the point that it's stupid. Um, mm. And it's not like punching it in your face like the episode Rosa did, where it's like, ah oh, yes, space racists.
1: <laughs> yeah, I still think... A much more competent way to write that episode would be their own, uh, you know, their own meddling in time causes... Like every other... like Hardly any other uh, sci-fi film with time travel in has, like, a space racist go back in time to stop it. It's always but That, their that own just meddling. means that
0: it's a great, unique idea, Sam. I think oh. it, it could have... If I was writing that episode, what I genuinely would have done is... Um, had them go back to stop someone and, like, both things sort of happen alongside each other but sort of parallel each other. So Rosa on the bus while they're fighting, like, someone else and it's, like, standing up for yourself and um, maybe there's Mm. there's allegory there and it works, but it isn't just... Like, you don't want to make that a key plot point because then it becomes, like... Well, Mm. for one, it kind of seems... Silly and I was
1: I saying know. to you, right? It's it is a perfect, um, was it second, third, third episode? Is it, um, yeah, yeah, I think um, so. what episode it is now. But in terms of, I think Yaz was a was a misstep, I think she should have been like a second season companion almost and have the first season be between Ryan and Graham, yes, yeah, because I, yeah, the woman who fell to earth, right, is a really good first episode, right? It, it's uh... sort of like the, the whole undercutting of.
0: Of, um, but th- there were a lot of issues with the woman who fell to Earth, Sam. I mean, I, I quite liked it though. Like Sa- some of the coincidences, of like, like the characters, and that
1: being, but they just didn't utilise Grace dying at all, apart from no, no, yeah. Ooh, I'm a bit sad now when they need to be sad, and then the action happened.
0: Yes, <laughs> it wasn't like a they really and now, wanted like uh... clockwork in a chimney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, um,
1: I was saying to you before about how th- having Rosa as the third episode, right, and have them. Have Ryan not know much about the civil rights movement, right? Like he did in the episode. Yes, yeah. Um. And then have that be like a way to explore Grace's, um, you know, her her interests, right? Or the way of him and Graham to get closer, right? It's like it is a decent way for them to actually build character together in like a third episode.
0: Yeah. Oh. But yeah. instead, it's just. It's just kind of it all happens, and Yaz. Like the whole, uh, but the police are still racist. I'm not. It's like, okay, I'd believe you. And yeah. Then, <laughs> and then she
1: didn't believe him in the, like two episodes earlier. No,
0: but that's the so it's so. One who fell to earth. I get that it does work as a good setup, especially like the no Tardis, no know, know anything. That's that's great. That's show us the character then, and it's we like, have. What to just...
1: Episodes do as well, where it's like, I yeah, in the Tardis has to figure out on his own. But. I feel there like are a Jordan lot of issues. I feel like that hyper-regenerative state, you know? Yeah, I... Like, Matt, um... Day of Regeneration, where he's, uh fights the... Scor Skorfax, is it? Um, no,
0: Sycorax. No.
1: Sycorax, that's the one. When he fights a Sycorax, and he's, he's, like, um... He's chatting to himself in that hyper-state, and he's trying to work out who he is by, like, they're doing different things, and he presses the, the big red button, and he has a sword fight, and cuts off his hand, and all the rest of it.
0: Yeah, it's, like, that... It, and it then is
1: he does like, Yeah. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't remain just off the off the wall and just doing random things the entire time. He, he has to search for his personality and he finds it. And it's a really, like, excellent
0: Rachel. regeneration, right? Yeah. And with Jodie,
1: she sort of falls through a whole-ass train from the
0: sky. That's, 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 that's the first thing in that episode, isn't it? It's the, her falling out of the TARDIS. Because, like, it's been set up that the Doctor can die... After regenerating, like immediately, uh, like that's that's happened several times. That's made. Oh, as we a don't, big thing. we don't, we
1: don't question the the undercutting of the law over the last ten no, years. No, they no, perfectly
0: no. But she, but she falls, like, she consistent... falls like several miles out of the sky into a moving train, perfectly to meet the main characters and the one alien currently on Earth. Where well, she's then the TARDIS... completely fine without any bruises whatsoever.
1: I mean the TARDIS <laughs> is somewhat sentient, right? Because it takes them takes them where they they need to go, right? It's been established that in a uh, Doctor's Wife, right? Yes, yeah. So I mean that also does mean that when well, that TARDIS got destroyed in a, <laughs> they sucked all the Daleks in and just executed them.
0: Yeah.
1: The TARDIS, that that it did kill a living being technically. But you know, oh, no oh. question that
0: uh, yeah. And I mean... Mm. It's definitely... Yeah. Definitely a bit... A bit weird. <laughs> but yeah... It's such a just a disappointment of a series, honestly. It it really is. Although, oh, okay, so... The one thing I'll say is... Character writing is hard. Like, I'm currently writing a script for a, for a short film thing I, I want to shoot. Plan is to get this script done in like a week's time. And I've noticed how f- bloody hard... It is to write characters that are consistent, but who also do what you want them to do. Like, because you want the plot to follow a a decent story structure and you want it to be interesting and well-paced. But, like, at the same time, you want your characters to be human. and It's a lot to think about to the point that, like... It's hard
1: to make them not, like, um, archetypes or just... Yeah. If you want a character to be insecure, you have to... Phrase their insecurities, but not make insecurities their only personality trait, if you know what I mean.
0: Alternatively, like, like um... you can you can write really well-developed characters. But then you end up with, like, the tribunal era issue of, like, character moment, action. Character moment, action, where it just cuts. So when it's action, they're not characters. And... When they're hmm. being characters, they're being kind of a I... bit random, because it's not... I think
1: my favourite way of doing the whole... Um character thing is you sort of hint at it Um, it's it's much easier I think in book form than it is writing a script where it depends so heavily on the sort of body language and and the camera work to say oh is she if there's like you know got an insecure character for example like I was saying before
0: uh, you can probably model
1: that far easier as if you have a character sort of you know in the middle of a screen they look at someone else who's like I don't know skinnier or something and you can have like a camera sort of you know pan up and down sort of thing in like a anxious sort of way you know what i mean
0: yeah i mean Compared i think to... a pan up and down would be a bit cliche but yeah, yeah, yeah I, but you know I, what i get what mean idea.
1: like <laughs> i can see it in my head i can't quite phrase it in the right, right yeah, way yeah, you, but know what? you know i what what mean, mean sort of
0: could do an Ed- Ed- edgar right whip pan of just like oh no i'm not skinny enough whip pan to a skinny person whip pan back that would be that would be great <laughs> wouldn't it um but yeah, no, like, it, like it, it's... <laughs> no, it's got like a it's like a trombone sound on, the, on like the the fatter person. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, <man. laughs> so Every good. time a character expresses one of their flaws, just a trombone goes, "What? It's Like, oh no, I'm really sad and I'm insecure about my fingernails. Boom. Yeah.
1: But I think it's far, pretty far easier in book form, where mm. you can have like a personalised look to a character's sort of mind, and and not yeah. explicitly say, "Oh, I'm insecure about this," because that's terrible writing. But be like, um, it's, it's, again, it's sort of difficult either way. But
0: well, I mean, in book form, you can also like bring attention to very specific things. So obviously, because like, you can say someone walked over there, or you can you can like the way you describe stuff. You're going to have to miss out details anyway. As in, like if I'm describing a table, I can't give you every aspect of the table, which means that I can be very cool about the aspects I do choose to write about. So if I Mm. if I call a table like high, that that's bringing attention to the fact that maybe short people aren't suited to the table. Or if it's white, it points out that it's painted, etc., etc., etc. And like you can do the same with characters. So you don't need to have a character say, "I'm shy." because you, you have, can see it.
1: The way I did that when I was uh, writing my like, terrible like year ten fan fiction yep. was. uh well, I think 10. what I did was. You said no, you stopped year in year nine. <laughs> year nine, it must have been. I can't remember at this point. But the way I did it then was I had like jumping around for different characters, like person, like personally. So like I, I am doing this in the yeah. present tense, and the way I did that was have it be. Um, a character notices different traits about a person because you know, and if they, they were insecure about something, then they'd notice something else, or if they admired them, they'd notice something else before yeah. anything else you know what I mean like um, I't think of a physical example, but that's the sort of thing i'd I'd do like different characters obviously notice different things about real different people the same way in real life, like um you know Sonic if you if you like looked at if you're um, a, a like a cool head, legs.
0: Sneak ahead you'd look at other people's shoes. Yeah, yeah. It's right. that's just just minor things. No, but that, like that's, that. that's that's yeah. That's it, it is easy to do in book form, and it's still mm. going back to the statement of like character writing is hard. Yes, but I'm an 18 year old, not a professional script writer. <laughs> I, it, it, if if I mean, if if, yeah. if if you're unable to write characters, I'm not sure you should be put in charge of a. A, a monumentous leading b b c property you know that just i was
1: listening to the this is a about um, Chibnall, um right um yeah yeah uh and he he's he's obviously like a very efficient writer almost rather than he can get a lot out rather than him being particularly good, you know what i mean like um
0: yeah, or he can get it done quickly
1: on on uh the podcast fuck yeah doctor Who. Um, I was watching the episode of *Arachnids* in the UK, right? And um, uh, one of the presenters says um, he he wondered if it was a um, an episode, like an old episode that Chibnall wrote for David Tennant. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because it it cause it does feel. And when he said that, I did sort of think, uh, yeah, that's that is ver- that is like a very sort of David Tennant episode, like in in sort of structure.
0: It feels like it, but it feels like it would have been a rejected episode for a lot of reasons, but also no because yeah. Trump man <laughs> like that's true, that's true. <laughs> and there wasn't really a Trump man back then that like that character could have been based off hmm. uh, and... that's, that's true.
1: <laughs> but it's just sort of like I don't know, the general structure sort of in my head, I, don't I can really imagine they were normal telling people around about it.
0: Shoot
1: things. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you get a gun and shoot things, like civilised people. Oh, It's so on, on the nose. It's more like on the skull, with, like, a baseball bat. <laughs> there's no subtlety in the writing whatsoever. Like, I genuinely remember cringing at some of the stuff in, in the episodes.
0: Yes, it's, it's just so bad, because it also, like, it... No one is pure evil. Even rich dickheads that, like, think poor people are poor because they're lazy and think that... E- I could throw out any extreme ideology here. Like, someone that thinks black people are inherently less intelligent isn't going to be a horrible villain with absolutely no redeeming traits because there will be a reason they believe that and everyone is more complex than just bad. Like racism or bad, Yes. You know? Like people can grow, people can change, and there's reasons people have character flaws, right? Uh, uh, and then to mm. present like, um, like here, here's the options with environmentalism: kill the planet, bad; save the planet, good. There's no more subtlety to it than that. It's like, yeah. ah. Great. Right. It's what what is the reason? Like
1: that guy is just motivated solely by by money. But does he have a reason to want money? Is he? Is it like some fundamental character flaw? You know what I mean? Like you, you he you not explicitly it. state these things, right? But you could make it more like no depth to his character whatsoever. It was just
0: because anyone yes, anyone that's guy... like obsessed about wealth generally, their big thing that you'll notice is that they're they 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 base so much of their self esteem off money. And when they see people richer than them, they get sad. Or when they, they can't do something because they don't have enough, they get sad. And it's those sorts of traits that if you're going to present this sort of person, you want to bring up. You want to bring up how flawed they are because of the root of their issue, not just like some over-the-top layer thing. And it's yeah. like, ha-ha, duns. <laughs> Honestly, whoever wrote him, and I, it's probably Chibnall, just to, to fuck off, please. Never give them a job again. It
1: was, it was incredibly,
0: incredibly poor.
1: Yeah.
0: It, it was just so clearly... I think it's
1: it's just pandering, I think. Genuinely. It's supposed to be like, huh, <laughs> are they pandering you hate Trump too? as well. Who are they I, I pandering
0: like
1: to? Just, just people who don't like Trump which is, like, most people. <laughs> it's like, hey, we also don't like Trump. He's a he's an asshole.
0: But, like, I think a great example of this is, like, JXC again, who hated that character. And, like, J is trans. Um, and at the same time, like, obviously, if you're trans, you're going to hate Trump, because Trump is a bit of a dickhead around that. But at the same time, no one likes Trump man, because it's not her uh, uh, Trump bad, it's her-ha uh, uh, script awful. And... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, right. I think we should move on from
1: yeah. Doctor Who. It's similar. Similar note. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. There is like a, a I think a genuine. It's like an ethical dilemma. I think sometimes when it comes to to writing, because you want to write things um, with you know interesting, nuanced characters, right, and and with with like up to date topical issues. But it's very hard to, to not feel like that's pandering. And then you just sort of have to question yourself, like, Am I writing this just because you know, I'm I'm trying to pander, or am I writing this because
0: I think I but, writing this like, accused of pandering a lot when it really isn't. Um like having lots of black people in a story and people claim that's like pandering to the woke left or something, but no, it's just representative. I think mm. As long as but you don't it, go to the, the extent sort of, like of like how of every the Netflix TV flawless. show
1: tends to have like a, a gay black best friend. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's, like it's... Well, that's
0: just inferior. Everyone hates that. The gay people hate that, and I'm guessing the black people hate that too because it's just like it's just like they are there. Okay, if a character is there to be gay, you're pandering and not being, a, or you're you're a bad author. If a character's there and they are also gay, and you can explore gay issues within that. But if it's just like they are there, then that's good because then that's just like realistic. I genuinely think
1: the um the 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 show that does that best, I think, is Sex Education. It's a it's an awful show otherwise, but yes. the um the gay black 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 best friend sort of trope in that is actually used properly because there's an entire sort of ongoing arc mm. um between some of the characters and... and
0: and he has I've only seen the first season, but he has like like, moments of getting stuff wrong, he has his own character arcs, he has... He's a person. He's not just, hmm. oh, look, this is my gay black best friend, Noel, which who... many other shows have done. And it, like, like, is it, um... Or, like, alternatively, oh. Riverdale, where they have an asexual character who then stops being asexual. <laughs> it's like... <sighs> um,
1: what? What, um... Oh, what's the show? Um, by YouTuber. It's very, very... It's like... Um, it's about Norton. how good of a person she is.
0: Oh, Lily Sings. Um, yes,
1: that's it. That fucking... That's and
0: it. all of the jokes are just hat, I'm a woman, hat, I'm not white, hat, I'm a woman. And then occasionally some shit that's... I I don't blame her, though. So, She she's Me. moved from dumb YouTube skits... Not even to, because I I could understand moving from dumb YouTube skits aimed at kids to like sketch comedy for adults. That would make sense. But does does she write own from, scripts? I or... think so, but she has she has a writing team because every late night show has a writing team. The the amount of effort it takes to put one of those out is is insane. Um, uh, it's also so hard to make late night funny. Like yeah,
1: yeah the the closest
0: thing I think I've seen that's good is like John Oliver. And he does like yeah. politics with jokes. You but... also
1: had um, the the classic like um, I can't what the, I don't know what their t- typical name is, but like the um, the guys that made up Lonely Island eventually, you know. Oh yes, those guys eventually on uh, three, Saturday Night, um, Night Live. Yeah, and yeah. Andy Samberg and those those guys. And, they would start yeah, off on Saturday Night Live, right? Yeah, they
0: did. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: And, uh, originally, at uh, the early two thousands, right. I think that's for that they did dictate a lot of like sort of meme culture and things, right? Like, um like what you say, you know, that song being used in, in like yeah. I don't know, as a reaction, sort of put over a video.
0: They did, they did really set up funny internet memes. Like, yeah, that's strange. How when, com- and even then,
1: Lonely Island themselves did have a whole bunch of songs that were like memes, like um, I don't know.
0: I think They're actually just... good songs in some Andy aspects Sandberg's as well. sense of humour matches the internets quite well. Like, it's just mm. silly and dumb, but not just hat, quirky, random. And I think that, <laughs> that differentiation is really important. Speaking of yeah. bad comedy and SNL, it's, it's really interesting to look at how, like, Early SNL, and we go back like 10 years when I wasn't born, so I'm not looking back with like, not 10 years, but like, you know, like that that time period. <laughs> 10 like years ago year, you weren't born. 20 years ago, 20 years ago, sorry. Um, How that, how much that's affected the public consciousness and the public sense of humour. And I'm not looking back on that with rose-tinted glasses, because I didn't watch it then. And I only watch it occasionally. It's not like I'm like a massive fan of that era. But I watch it and I laugh, compared to now where it's just awful. Seemingly no one likes it. Like, or at least no one loves it, I'd say. Because I know people that watch SNL, and well, they don't like, oh, it's the best show ever. Yeah, um, I mean, some and people it...
1: watch it and don't laugh. Like, I remember my parents watching some like uh, TV show in the sort of excuse me, um, living room. Um, I remember them watching some comedy thing. They didn't laugh the entire time, but they still watched all of it. And it's sort of like, what are you get <laughs> out of it? You haven't laughed once. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, don't know. I,
0: I get that with some comedy, if it's really fast-paced, like Arrested Development works for that. But most of the time, you watch something, and if you don't laugh within the first like twelve minutes, unless you have a particular reason to keep watching, I kind of turn it off at that point because. fair it, enough. Yeah, you, you should get. So it's not hard to make people laugh. Like, I I can I'm not that funny. My scripts are pretty bad. I'm an 18-year-old. I shouldn't be that funny. I can make people laugh because it's easy to make people laugh. Like, you just... You say a funny thing. Rule of three. Rule of three. Or quirky random. Or funny loud. Or just thing you're not meant to say. Or there's so many ways just to get a joke. Or just person does thing in a slightly unusual way. And then like SNL has a team of 60 writers. Or what? It's an insane amount of people and all the it comedians could be like are a also writers. Too many writers. too many
1: cooks type thing, you know what I mean? Like if
0: Yeah, no, but so so the way the way it works cuz I originally and I still kind of want to be a writer for that show cuz I think given a, a rehaul of how it works, it's just a great premise. You just get a load of comedians once a week to do a load of skits. Brilliant. Um they they sort of have, like, writing teams of, like, one to three people and loads of them, and they all write, like, five sketches and then they pitch them. And then a selection of these sketches are picked. So it's not like you have 60 people working on each sketch. Um, and they are kept to, to groups. And writing in, like, small teams does generally make comedy better, because other people can go, no, that joke is shit, cut it out. Um. Is yes, it
1: depends. Are they written by comedians in the first place? like?
0: But, but yes. Yeah, so, like, a great example. Do you know John Mulaney, the comedian? Uh, I think I've already known him. Um, he's the him. horse been a hospital metaphor for Trump. That's that's a big thing people know him for. Um, also, he played Spider Ham in uh, Spider Verse. Um, so he used to be a writer for SNL, and it's oh, people of like him, like small Spider Ham, <laughs> <laughs> Spider Ham, um, small 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 comedians, like living in New York that haven't made it. Oh big no, the ones he... that.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry what? to. No, what? wait. What? He's in Big
0: Mouth. Oh yeah, no, he 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 is a writer for Big Mouth. He's a Um, writer for Big Mouth. Opinion invalid. Opinion invalid. (laughs) No, 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 no. I'll show you some of his comedy at some point. His comedy is amazing, and I get the Big Mouth is awful. So, are you aware? quite like i don't understand how they fuck up big mouth so much half the people that are in it are amazing comedians i don't understand
1: why there's this obsession in the west with ugly animation and making things look just horrifying to the eyes
0: it is it is like funny bad which is you have budget is, is anyone is anyone why i don't even understand why the animation is this way <laughs> like, <laughs> it's disgusting and it, it's, not, it's not... There's like the, the character design issues and then there's the the actual animation which is just really janky. And it's like, why would you do that? But but like, cause if we look at the cast, they've got Maya Rudolph, they've got John Mulaney, Nick Kroll, um, Jenny Slate, they've got Jason... Greek surname. I guess um, they're Fred trying Allison to appeal Jordan to Hill. what
1: they think 14-year-olds would find funny. And...
0: They've got some I of the think, I best think comedians.
1: Most fourteen-year-olds now are like Discord grooming racists, like or groomed racists. That's that's yeah. the issue now. Rather than like or, when they or, were fourteen, they found
0: ha penis funny, which I, I guess is yeah. partly because we're so. That is an interesting thing, right? There are very
1: few sort of coming-of-age movies now as well.
0: Uh, th- there's the gay ones. There's a lot
1: of them. The, yeah, um, that's what I mean. I was, I was thinking about the other day, uh, about how there's very few, like, classic coming-of-age movies. Like, um,
0: I guess if we just
1: sort of watch the older ones. Does but I don't it think they necessarily apply as much. Does... what? What?
0: It, chapter one
1: and two. Uh, that... I suppose that technically counts.
0: And, like, uh, I guess you have... um uh, suppose Sierra that, was written, that was written a long time ago, though. Well, there's, a a time, of, there's a lot of Netflix, like... Sort of coming of age movie like *The Kissing Booth*, mm. A- and and on that note, also uh, *Swiped*. Yes. They don't, but they
1: don't have the same sort of like reach and acclaim though as something like *Superbad* does. You know what no, I mean? Like,
0: You're
1: right. even like lesser, like less popular movies like uh, *Was It Weird Science* and um... oh, it's the other one. Oh, what's it called now? Oh, I, it's, but you know what I mean. There's, there's all kinds of like I mean, sort of '80s movies. Uh, First Peter's Day Off. That's the one I was thinking. Yeah.
0: Do you like them though?
1: I, like... I, I mean, I remember watching them and enjoying them at the time when I was sort of like, I don't know, twelve, thirteen, maybe. Because
0: I feel like they're inaccurate in the way things are cringy. They're just sort of not right, and and the way stuff resolves is just wrong. Also, like.
1: That's true. I guess the
0: issue with coming of age films is that no one grows up perfectly. Like, I I started maturing, say, at about fifteen. I'm, I'm still not an adult properly. It's probably gonna take me till at least like, I don't know, forty-seven, twenty twenty-five, maybe. (laughs) We're not know twenty twenty five, maybe we are I'm always gonna be a bit silly. That's just ingrained in my personality. But like, it's gonna take like a solid four or five years for me to become adult. And I think, like, mm. that mature way of handling situations doesn't happen by the end of high school. So to make a correct coming-of-age story, you'd need, like, a long, long time. They
1: usually cast 25-year-olds anyway, so... They do, they do.
0: You're right. That's... <laughs> a
1: first year's day off is the worst for that. They're supposed to be in a high school and they all look <laughs> middle-aged. Oh.
0: Is tough. So, so Sam, uh, speaking of high school and, like, life and growing up, how do you plan to spend this summer? Because this is, like, our first summer before adulthood, if you like. What are you planning on doing?
1: Uh, very little, to be honest. Um, I haven't got a whole lot to do at the moment, really. Um, mm. I just go to the gym. And, I don't know. I might try and do a bit of additional reading before going to uni. Because I thought that would just be decent. But I suppose, here it's first year, at least. It's supposed to be easier than college, right? So...
0: Yeah, you're doing comp sci, aren't you? I am doing computer science. So, what would the like the additional reading be for that? I don't
1: know. Just sort of introduce myself to to, I don't know, like Java, I guess, which is what I'll be coding in.
0: Uh, I was gonna say that's not really reading, is it? This. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what I mean, be... the
1: sort of additional, like, get get to grips with it before before I go yeah. and. You can, you can. I don't know, like introduce myself to different computer concepts, even though we've covered a lot of them.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Gonna... Just, just you know, do do practice and things. I, that's that's definitely something. Um, I mean, personally, I'm planning on going camping at some point. You're coming. Um, that's that's been confirmed by me now. Okay, um, sure. But that's 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 about it. Um, like. I think corona's made everyone unable to socialize somewhat. And like we never did much anyway. And I, I was mm. just thinking like like these coming of age movies and stuff, they really they really emphasize, oh, this is the best summer of your life. Go out and do stuff. And then you spend most of your time sat inside on Discord playing Bedwars. And like <laughs> I say that like right. it's a bad thing, but is it? Is it really? Cuz
1: Say yeah, we I, I were was...
0: outside. What would we be doing? And is that more fun than? <sighs> mm. it, I was saying. I think I sort of told
1: this to to some people a while ago. Um, you might you might, you might, you might be you to be honest, but I was, I was thinking like um how much the internet has changed the way we socialize. Um, in saying about power of social relationships and on the previous podcasts and things, um, but. Even on things on Discord, right, usually the way you communicate with your friends would be you saw them at college or school, then you came home, and if you want to talk to them, you'd phone them, right? And that's a very different experience, I think, to Discord, where, oh gosh. you know, you, you, you'd you have, because if you're on your phone, you'd be doing, like, I don't know, studying or something, or or I don't know what people do in the 80s or 90s on your, like, call, corded phone, but...
0: like battleships? via phone yeah yeah and then
1: you have now where the way it's changed is is instead of having this sort of grace period where you don't talk to certain people you're constantly at least in contact with whoever you want to talk to um do you know i'm like
0: i just find it strange yeah i I, I do um like or at least you can always be in contact with people, because, like, there's so many people that I'm not, mm. but it is, like, you're always... And the way you sort
1: hang out with someone is, say, you know, go down to their house, knock on their door, say, Oi, do you want to go f- play football in the park or something? You know what I mean? Or
0: Yeah. I, I guess it's an improvement somewhat. Like, arguably no i was about to say safer but no because there's all the 80 year old pedophiles um but <laughs> you know what i mean like uh when it's just like a server with just you and your friends you don't have to go out there's no requirement hmm. for you to do anything other than like stay at home and it does mean it is easier to socialize somewhat um uh, which I guess but is a good thing. I found, especially during lockdown, right, people were getting very
1: irritated. We were playing uh, we had the little Brawlhalla tournament. Um, oh, yes. yes. And people were getting, like, actually violently angry throughout that entire thing. Like Everyone progressively started to hate each other.
0: <laughs> I thought we had just yeah. to
1: stop playing Brawlhalla altogether for, like, months because it people just, just get so too good. angry. I remember people rage quit, like, like several times.
0: I mean, I did. I deleted Brawlhalla. I was just like fuck this shit no it's it's
1: either that or you ended up in the loser loser bracket at the very end like yes oh I think I think I lost a match on that at the very very beginning and I just I just felt terrible for it there's
0: there's there's two options as to how you were free free there's like you lose and your opponent is a lot better than you and that is arguably the least rage inducing then you have, mm. you lose fairly to your opponent, but you're kind of at a similar level, so it feels a bit shit. And that's moderately annoying. And yeah, then it you feels have, like
1: you could win, but you just yeah.
0: misplayed, or... And then you have, no. you walked off the end of the map. Three times, or two times, <laughs> and then got knocked off once, so you just... Or like, it doesn't even need to be that, it's just like you did something entirely stupid halfway through. Like, you just... Or
1: you perfectly thread the needle and use all of your moves in a way that means that you fall into the void when you're, like, two centimeters away from the wall. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you just, yeah. just miss the floor completely and you stop sort of sitting with your head in your hands while you respawn.
0: <laughs> and then you're like, that's it, I hate this game. And it wasn't just the that moment. game,
1: it was all kinds of games. People were, like, shouting at each other down the mic every other day. I don't know.
0: Yeah, although I guess but part if... of that was just lockdown. We were all... Yeah, true. Uh, and going back to, like... Um, so, to jump back to a really old episode of a different podcast. So, uh, the Trash Chase podcast briefly spoke about how... Online relationships are very, very different from real ones. And, like... I'd say somewhat if you've met the people in real life first... Or, like, you're friends with them in real life, it's a bit different. But the longer you spend away from people in real life... The more onliney the relationship becomes... To the point that... Like you pick up certain habits of like everyone just talking mm. and the things you say being very much not engaging. As in like it's just stuff. and like there's a lot more you can get away with online, I think, than in person. And like mm. I I think There's always longer. that option
1: where you can just go, I don't want to you anymore, bang, you're gone.
0: Yeah, or it's or done. like um I don't know. You know, there's certain jokes that I would never make in person. Not because they're like mean just because just they're so different like like it's, online it's is just so different um, and I think you get to a point where everyone starts acting differently because they haven't seen each other or they haven't seen each other sorry in person for so long that the way they behave is just like it, it becomes that, that secondary sort of like internet method of behaviour that can and does lead to these weird raging moments. Because again, mm. I don't think that sat in front of any of your friends sat in like sat in front of like five of your friends, you wouldn't randomly go and run away and just refuse to talk to them. But online, that is a totally acceptable thing to do. Um, and it's that yeah. that difference that yeah, it's
1: definitely interesting. And I guess if you had a coming of age movie now, half of it would just be them sat inside playing Discord, and I guess that's not really relatable. That wouldn't make for a good film, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I, <laughs> I mean, Unfriended
0: was shit. I mean, Unfriended was shit, but Unfriended was made by people that aren't digital and internet native, which...
1: That's true. They just didn't use already existing software, and it's just annoying Well, me. not
0: just that, like, it just doesn't play like how people use the internet, and there were those random, like, camera angles changing and stuff. Which was so weird, <laughs> like someone's camera would cut off it would come back on, and they'd be in a totally different place and you're like, <laughs> I'm what, I'm going to laptop <laughs> also they record they didn't record it live, which I think is another issue, um like obviously because uh the way people talk to each other, so this is a big issue when you're making films generally is working out how if you have a camera shot of just one person, you kind of need the other actor there. Um, Hmm. to give their lines, but then you have to make sure that their lines don't cut over their lines in the take of them. So you have to kind of have them give their lines, but make sure the mic doesn't pick it up, and it's a mess.
1: That's how you. That's how you end up with the whole uh, Gandalf voice act. No, basically, uh, voice acting in a in a green room as he as he tries to react to things that aren't there. And
0: yes, which is which is the issue is that you can end up. Yeah, like
1: broke down after that, didn't he? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he did. Mm, well, to be
0: fair, that was because they were trying to make him tall. So at least they had a moderate reason for that. But, like, sometimes... Cause, so, say say I have, like, a, a basic free camera or, like, fr- free angle shot of, like, the, the medium of a table. One person's over the shoulder, the other person's over the shoulder. Um, you, because you're cutting and you have the raw audio from one take of someone's mouth, and then when you cut to the camera of the other person, it's a different take, arguably... You need to somehow make sure that the, the the lines of the person that face we aren't looking at doesn't cut across with their lines when it, we are looking at their face. And that's mm. a nightmare to deal with to the point that you either have to have really good camera setups I mean, so that you can have all three cameras at once and just from a distance um, or really good mic placement or you have to have like weird awkward breaks in between the lines. The third option... Yeah. Sorry, I no, think the that's going
1: to be an issue um, in Need to Be Stupid's next video. Yes, um,
0: I was because... about to. Mm. Yeah, like... the the final option is to record everything separately. So you do the the medium take with both actors in frame, then you do one take with the one actor and one take with the other. But the issue is that stuff doesn't feel right.
1: Because it's not a conversation at that point; it's just reading lines, which I think is going to be an issue. Mm. Um, with Danny, but then you have movie. scheduling
0: issues, basically. Otherwise, yeah or um, or with unfriended it's like it, it to be fair it would be rather hard to record that real time um but they didn't and as such it feels so odd like uh, i think jumping back to Danny's thing like considering that we all recorded it with very little direction and no idea what we were doing we're and we're just all amateurs just saying lines
1: in funny voices basically yes i feel like mine would be a lot better if i could physically talk back to you guys but yeah it's, like, it's just not an option. So I tried to make things sort of sound because the, the way you reply to things is entirely different to the way you just say things.
0: I mean, yeah, because when you're saying like, something, you're focused on what you're saying. When you're applying something, you're focused on what the person has just said. Um, it's also like um, I don't know. It's like almost like an intonation change.
1: If you know what I mean, like um, the the way in which you if you answer a question, you usually sort of. Go up at the end, almost. You know what I mean, like in the way you just your voice works. But if you answer a question, just reading a line.
0: Yeah. Without especially when kind, you don't know the lines it. before and after your lines. Or the way in which
1: they're said isn't it? an issue I had. Yeah. Not that I'm complaining. I still enjoy doing it. It's
0: just, no, no, no. It's fun. And it's going to be interesting to have a look at. Just you know. Oh dear. And and like that was that was a big issue of Unfriended. I think my my
1: favorite my favorite character was uh, was was Toto who I'm voicing. uh... He's just loud and very excited because I put a lot of effort into that. But I don't know if that's going to... The worst one is going to be Gojo. It's going to be the worst one. Cause... I
0: I voiced N- Nanami and Camo and they were pretty much the same voice um, and my direction extended to this guy is cool, this guy works a job. And, and that was... I went off that. Yeah. Um. Uh, I
1: just did um I just did um sort of Hick Southern voice for one character. Um I did my normal voice, but slightly deeper in American. Yeah. Um and I did like Chad Knight voice, you know what I mean? Like
0: so the, the the emphasis on like being able to do other voices isn't so obviously in anime it's a bit different where like you need that why I the main character boy character ah oh, that I can't do but you know I like would that have said one a
1: young man you know
0: like yeah um but like when you look at voice actors that are just voice actors like for the West and like for Western media like Matt Mercer he's an amazing example he can do voice alteration but like if you look at the difference between him playing like because he plays Levi even I think um. Which is anime, admittedly. But, like, the difference between McCree and Levi and every other character that Matt Mercer plays is just, like, the intonation and, and the way he says stuff. But it, it, he doesn't do, like, voices. Like, he yeah. always sounds like Matt Mercer. And honestly, I I think that's better. Because, realistically, the voice isn't that important. Other than, like, yes, a deep voice can be more imposing and stuff. But, um... You don't need having... to be a stereotypical, like, this sound. You can just be... Because I found so many anime characters that are voiced by different people sound the same simply because they all try and put on the same one bloody voice, and it's annoying. But, but like, I don't know what it is.
1: I think it's the Japanese language more than anything. I was having this conversation with someone the other day where... um, It, it lends itself to being voice acted quite well, I think. Like, in a way, it's... I don't know how to describe it, but it's like a... The sort of... The grunts and things in, in the... I don't know how you'd describe it, um... It
0: definitely... Well, I don't know if that's just it, or the fact we don't speak the language, because then the main thing we're going to be paying attention to is the inflection and the way stuff is said. They they can
1: sound very... Like, certain characters, like, um... The guy with a Beast Mask from, um... Uh... Demon Slayer, which is yesterday, um... Demon Slayer, right? The voice actor for him, I don't think there's an equivalent voice actor um, for, like, in English, right? Like, I generally just can't think of what that voice would sound like. It's sort of like a, a wild, sort of, beast man, ways in the wilderness. Because he sounds like it, because his sort of voice is, is you know, rough and, and, and wild almost. But I think it just lends itself to. I don't know. Yeah. It's just just like really interesting but i guess that's why how just um english voice editing is different in a way because it's, it's less yeah. voices and more um
0: although it's anyway, pretty similar but... with anime lots of people do go for voices but yeah generally like especially when you look back at disney cartoons and stuff it's it's about the actor not the not the we're well, not because it's about the character portray, but not like oh yes i i am going to do this voice um like great example, the be- the best one is um, Scar from the original Lion King. That is some of the best voice acting out there. But the the actor, and I've totally forgotten his name. I think it's Jeremy Irons, but I may be wrong. Um, he just acts. He doesn't worry about trying to sound different or put on an accent or like do something. He just yeah. acts, and he in does. In the it first so place, a lot well. of it
1: is like um, expressions, right? Like you have to be emotive in like your your body language, and it sort of comes out in the voice as well.
0: Mm. L- like, like, if you watch any Black. videos
1: of it, they'll be, like, you know, grimacing or, like, uh smiling or, or you know, they're having fun with it. And that's, really, that's like, the main thing. Jack Have Black he's... especially, right? Like, yeah, in Kung Fu Panda.
0: He's just, like... He's just he right. fits it
1: so well. Like, I- I genuinely. It... It... No one else could voice Poe. Wait, wait,
0: wait. I, I, I've stood up just so I can give a demonstration you won't be able to see but Jack Black during like the recordings was actually stood there like punching the air and going like h-dow-ah, 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 I am Jack Black and it's just amazing because this man was just stood in a recording studio like jumping in the air and doing I, star jams I think, I think all of the casting
1: was perfect for <laughs> going to pan the main cast right? Oh god gotcha, think- yeah definitely
0: like, even, like, Seth
1: Rogen is um, the most powerful broken character in that entire universe, Mantis. <laughs> it
0: works so well. <laughs> just, like, Seth just, Rogen's... Just, he
1: doesn't say Rogen. much, but everything he says in those films is always funny. I don't know what it is. I just... He just... He's just, he's just I have a perfect fit I, I fit think I know what it
0: is. Seth Rogen, like most Hollywood comedians, is innately funny. It's hard to get a job in comedy in Hollywood if you're not funny. But lots of his humour ends up being covered up by all of that, like, crassness and just vulgar, like, you Mm. know, like, shock humour. Whereas with Kung Fu Panda, he's not allowed to do that. So he's forced to tell just jokes, and he does it really well. Um, Which you see in lots of people, where, like, the stuff they... When they're forced to tone down and cut out the swearing and cut out, like, the have vagina 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 bum jokes... Suddenly hmm. they become so much funnier. And it's honestly amazing. Um, American Taskmaster moment. Oh, God. American Taskmaster. Speaking of American shows, American in-betweeners. So, uh, YouTube made a video on <laughs> did you, it. Did you watch it? Did you watch the video yes. recently? Yeah. Yes. Going all the way to the end, I didn't realise that he was a nonce. The, 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 that whole plot line of like, oh, I want to go to prom with a 15-year-old. Sorry, a 14-year-old. And that that's 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 a that's storyline
1: from the from the UK version.
0: Yeah, which is like weird, but funny, and it's anything they do that's bad is portrayed as bad. Whereas in the American in betweeners it's like this is ha ha how, how funny. It's, it's it's bad, but it's funnily bad, so but that's
1: it's 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 like a, it's tried to take the same elements, but completely changed the en- emphasis on what's funny almost yeah like in in what's it the, the 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 old old bus wankers scene or bus turds, as it is in america uh, bus in the turds. uk version <laughs> it it's funny because it's set up earlier right the first time and then yeah. it, it's just like it, it's believable right the fact that you can imagine that something like that happening where someone you know gets up and threatens threatens people in a car right in the American one, he he doesn't shrink down in the back seat and get really scared. Like, that's in line with yeah. his character, right? After, like, bigging himself up all the time.
0: I think the American one thinks that the bus turds is the funny bit of that line, or, like, that scene. Like, genuinely, yeah. it feels like they think the funny bit is the thing he says, and not what happens afterwards. Which is, like why it's hilarious that's, that's the someone says a thing and then they're proved to be an idiot for saying it it's the second bit that's funny not the haha ha yeah. turd all the,
1: all the fundamental difference in the way it's shot and the setting almost because the UK one is supposed to be gritty look this is a shit school you've been to a place exactly like this you, you've had it in a situation like this right yeah American
0: and... it's just like ooh this is cool
1: in America, it's like yes, here's a shot of water for and 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 cheerleaders and all the rest of it, and it's like look how cool high school is.
0: It's just that the, the British one appears to have like the... very little color grading, or if there's color grading, it's more like correction. The American one seems to be flawless skin, perfect light, everything is orange and teal, and even just... the main characters are sort of like like
1: like. like more attractive than the UK cast, right? Like I don't, you can't believe that these people are, uh, yeah, like they're supposed to. They're supposed to be, like, middle of the middle of the path, sort of basic, you know.
0: Like they have life prospects, but their life prospects are are, are just middlemen, and like the American ones, like here's a bunch of really attractive people doing weird quirky things laugh
1: <laughs> weird quirky things laugh
0: <sighs> yeah,
1: it... yeah I guess it comes back to just that like fundamental difference in, in humour really I don't think certain shows translate well, I think Taskmaster does, I just think the adaptation of Taskmaster is an entirely different almost sure. scene because cause yeah. the UK comedians, right, all of them know each other, basically, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: From from working in, in like clubs, and, and they're all on the same shows, like, what was it, Mock of the Week and everything else? Like even yeah. slightly newer comedians, right, they still all know them, right? Through, through I don't know, like, various parties and things. And I'm in like- the American scene, it's, like, two states are the size of the UK, right? So, it's impossible that all of these um, comedians are know each other. So, I don't, you can't get that same... Sense of... You know, bond. So, it becomes, yeah. in a, the American version, it's like one-upmanship. It's not about... It's about the points in the American version, almost, if you know what I mean. And about, about winning. But in the UK version, it's about... don't know. Like, I don't know how to describe it's, it.
0: Well, it's like um, uh, Have I Got News For You, which has points and a winner. But... No one has any clue how you get points on that show. Like, like at the end, they just go, Team A1, and everyone's like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, okay. Because that's not the point of the show. And then, like, if it was made, like, actually competitive, you'd be a bit confused as to why. Um, Yeah. I don't know. It's. Hmm.
1: It's just uh it's an interesting one. The differences in, in humour. But then you have I can't remember who it is, there's this one um it's this one comedian, um, American guy. In his his routine consists of mostly the UK is so much better than the US because you guys can take a joke. But it's like the Americans can also take jokes. Everyone every country can take a joke. There's not
0: Johnny Vegas?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I generally don't know. But I remember watching it, and just uh, and people in the audience were like clapping and stuff, and i would be like, "Yeah, and I was just watching it like you're just basically saying the same thing over and over again about how how uh, like bad Americans are and how epic people in the u k are and it's just it's just pandering again
0: just and i just re- i didn't yeah. I didn't
1: write that rate that but' it's, like, it's quite
0: funny otherwise isn't it? there's While... Well... While British comedy is definitely like I prefer it, I think saying American comedians are bad is just wrong. What do you because firstly there's yeah. there's some amazing American comedians. Secondly, they're they're catering to a different audience. And even if like even if they they are all averagely worse than the ones in the UK, that doesn't mean they're bad. Like Yeah, like UK comedy is very like self
1: deprecating and and a sort of acknowledgement of how shit things are, even though things actually quite quite good. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, it, it's sort of this ongoing pessimism. Whereas in the American one, American comedy, it's sort of like life is good, life, and and you know, my well, life is, is good. Let me tell you about my life and how there how is good it some is. I mean, even if there like, is self-deprecation, right? It's always in a. I'd say it's a, no, it's a different manner. slightly
0: more yeah, uh, where it comes from is different, but. That's somewhat, I don't think that's fully true. Because, like, you can't, and if you look at American comedians, you can't make jokes out of how my life is good. Because imagine if I, like, begin a stand up machine and I go, like, oh, well, guys, you won't believe this. One day I I walked into a store and I really wanted some orange juice, and I get there and I go to the counter, and it was there. And then I went and I bought it, and the cashier was really nice. Like, it's not gonna be. Just everything is great because that's not comedy. That's just your annoying friend that narrates their entire life to you every time you meet them. And and
1: um, they tell you a story, and it, the story is just there's no the point. Thing to the thing Yeah. <laughs> like
0: enough. there's no punchline. There's no interest. Um, like I, I'm I'm not demanding my friends become like pro writers or comedians, but. But, but some of them need to understand the difference between a list of events that happened in their day and something I would be interested in listening to. Well,
1: no, I, I guess the point I was getting at was more like almost mocking other people, I guess. Like we we, we yeah. m- mock a fair bit over here as well, but it's all, if you mock other people, it's always while mocking yourself in some way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah,
0: yeah. I'm trying to think oh, of an example. Oh, great example for this. So, oh, I don't know. I was about to say vegans, but we've sort of improved on that like it's now like oh my god i hate vegans because i'm not good enough to be one but also they're dickheads and that's kind of like that's the running joke now but it, it did used to be just they're shit and to be fair we've we've kind of moved out of our awful comedy phase but mm. yeah, just
1: make fun of the irish no
0: <laughs> we're going back to that funny man fat billy or whatever he was called <laughs> You, you know the dickhead we watched once? We watched like 10 minutes of yes. this guy's comedy and went, oh, we have to turn this off, we're going to be bought on a list. Um,
1: he he was just racism. It, there, there was this joke was.
0: about a man on a roof, and I can't remember if he was Irish or from Pakistan. It was one of the two. And the entire joke was that no one would catch him because he was Irish or from Pakistan. Oh. And that was, it was oh, meant- what was the one? Oh
1: god, the, the other one was too too hot, too bad to say. But it was like then, this, like epic epic offensive jokes from a Greek comedian. Yeah. I think it was the name of the video or something. I can't.
0: And it was it's like, always
1: stuff like that.
0: Why would why would you, you complain? Uh, oh no, sorry, yeah. Why aren't you fighting? You have lots of Indian people here. We have British, and we get rid of the Br- It's like. Not clever. Comedy, I think, has got a lot cleverer now. Because you, you, you're you not allowed to just be like... Ha. Yeah. Yeah. Eh, Look how gay, bad this marginalized lol, group people are. Lol. Yeah. And it's... Somewhat laughing at people can be fine. As long as the thing you're laughing at is a negative trait that that group holds. And... and even then it has to be like negative as in like it affects everyone else negatively. And even then there are, there are limits like, um, loud, annoying, disabled people isn't a comedy topic. I would want to go with. Like, <laughs> I, I would never go like, ah, oh, if you know that moment when you're on a train and the person with like Cornelius Lang syndrome starts suddenly screaming, ah, oh, fuck me. They're, they're annoying. Aren't they? That, that wouldn't be where I would pitch my comedy. Whereas before it would just be like, ha ha ha. His arms are short. And you're like, oh dear. Yeah. I mean,
1: I guess the exception to that sort of thing is like Jimmy Carr. But it it, it you, when you watch one of his shows, it's always with the knowledge of this is going to be, he's going to make jokes here, but he doesn't in any way mean it. Do you know what I mean? Like he doesn't yeah. actually he also... like, you know, or compare himself to uh, the other, the other Jimmy, you know?
0: No. It's, um, yeah. Yeah. He, Jimmy Carr's weird because on one hand, lots of the stuff he says is fine. There's there's occasional moments where I look at something he said and go, oh, maybe not. But like, most of the time, it's just taking the mick out of something, then you move on. It's and it, it generally doesn't work off stereotypes either. Like, it, it,
1: yeah, it's sort of like he points you point the finger at literally everyone, then you can't hmm. like be accused of being like particularly. If he when it did like a 20 minute segment where he just like mocked people who are disabled, <laughs> yeah, or said so he's going like... to fuck kids for 20 minutes, it's kind of. <laughs> Don't do that. I,
0: I think there is there is a limit to like the mocking everyone being an excuse though, because like, a great example of this is like um, some comedians from uh, back in the 70s. So yeah, it would it's be the like...
1: quality of the mockery really. Well, thing,
0: it's not I just think. the mockery, yeah. it's like if your mockery is like, ha. British people are lazy and don't know foreign languages. Great, funny critique, you get a joke out of that. And then if you go on to go, like, Indian people smell of curry, black people are stupid, disabled people are disabled, gay people are gay, that's funny. Um, and it's like, you've equally <laughs> that's mocked true, everyone. That's true, But, is that really an acceptable way to justify what you just did? Um, because, like, you can mock everyone equally, but, but it really depends on where it comes from. Um... Although, I will argue, um, comedians that mock white people, it can get quite bad. Um, So, I'm vehemently, generally against making fun of racism and, and like, racist, as in, like, joking about racist things at all. I think, like, you should really try and avoid race unless it's either yours or a way someone else treats you. So, jokes like like, like, um, how um, white people are awkward around black people is great. But when you start just going, like, (laughs) ha 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 white people don't like spices unless you're white that just kind of comes off as just a bit like again it goes back to just being stereotypish and like i get i get making jokes that are like uh, i was with my white friend and he was really awkward because he was around a lot of black people and that's funny but but when it's when it's just a uh, white person bad that's just as bad as a uh, black person bad because you can bring up history and you can bring up time and uh, everything that's done and has been done. But ultimately, it's attacking a group of people for some core part of their identity or, or something they all do is never going to be great. Yeah, in my and opinion, if anything,
1: anyway. it just gives the racists fuel to be, look, they're also racist. So it's OK <laughs> that I'm racist type thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Here's my counterexample,
0: and they really send like yeah. It's... Good example of this. So like phrases like so so in terms of gay people, because um, I'm I'm hi I'm bisexual. Wow, quirky. Um, I need to say that for the next couple of things I'm going to say, um, like making fun of straight people can be funny in certain contexts, especially when it's like oh no, if I wear a skirt, I will become gay or something, where it's like funny things like that, or silly things that straight people do. But, w- even like, even like, say, the phrase straggot, which is a blend of the word straight and the word faggot, um, I've never heard it, that before. It, it, it can be funny when a gay person calls a straight person that, if it's <laughs> jokey. But if you're just straight out, trying to, like, verbally hate crime a straight person, oh, but, but, but it's not a hate crime because they're not oppressed. No. If you are just making fun... Uh, of a straight person, not for something they're doing, but for the fact that they are straight, that's shit. Don't I, do I that. I have
1: very little knowledge on this, so...
0: Yeah, you you are yeah, the I aforementioned am. straight man. And I can go... I, I am the straggler too, yeah. Haha, it's funny. um, But there, there are things where you're like, okay, this is worth mocking. But then there's other things where it's like, No, leave it alone. Just, just drop it. And I think we put too much emphasis on punching up and not enough on just being decent. Like that's true. I don't know.
1: Like, uh, be the change when I see in the world. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I
1: don't know.
0: Mm. That that's Mm. just how it be. Um, right. Very
1: positive note.
0: Yes, definitely, definitely. So, in my notes of podcast um, things to do, we now move on to other things and news. So, anything interesting happened recently? Um,
1: I got blackout drunk and ah, uh, don't remember any of it.
0: When was this? Was this?
1: This is Friday.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Hmm. I'll explain this a bit. So, first thing I should point out, we followed all the coronavirus regulations. We were safe, um, and we test twice a week anyway because of the uh, college. We all test twice a week. We're we're quite a good group to meet because we're we're safe. Um, we had some people, and there were definitely different reactions to getting drunk. So, we had one of my friends, Lauren, who showed up and then just fell asleep. We had most of us who were fine, and then Sam and Caleb. Um, do you want to describe your experience, Sam?
1: Um, it's the drunkest I've ever been, and part of that was because I I drank a fair a fair amount, and then I went to sleep, and I woke up, and I don't remember have any like short term memory from that time. Um, ah. That and and that is like most of the evening, before no, twelve you, basically, yeah. which is depressing.
0: I was gonna say you sort of like just randomly started where you disappeared and then yeah i went to
1: sleep because i felt really awful and then you know i woke up and i just kept going the issue i had was i just kept drinking vodka usually i sort of stop because i have cider yes yeah and when you have cider cider. it's sort of like you know how much you're drinking but i was having like vodka and fanta and i couldn't taste the vodka so (laughs) i was just having fanta from like and as I got more drunk, it got worse, because I just thought, oh yeah, I'll just move on to the next glass instantly, as soon as I finished my drink. I should have left well, there really, and
0: had something to drink or eat. The The good news is that in a week's time, we can have another one. This time, m- maybe, like, I don't know, uh, one less vodka fant. I'm just going to not drink
1: consecutively, just... Yeah. Because every time we do something like this, I always, like, go to sleep early. Hmm. You want to be able to actually, you know, go for a walk next
0: time rather than, uh. Yes, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't great. I it um, could be worse, could be worse. To be fair, like, so we have one of our friends, and I won't name him because, uh, he wants to be a politician. But let's say his name rhymes with. Grogan. Um, so. <laughs> Grogan was sober the entire time. And Grogan. Um, managed to break more things than any drunk person, which I find honestly rather impressive. He also lost the house keys as such locking us in for like a period of two hours and (laughs) stepped on five people. (laughs) The man, honestly, I I don't know how he does it. He's just so inept that he's drunk enough without any alcohol.
1: I'm a I'm a very clumsy person generally, so I'm really sorry if uh, I, I broke anything. I have no memory of
0: breaking. Oh, anything. you broke. You, here's a fun story. I broke. Okay.
1: No, I broke a glass accidentally. No, that, no you broke true. two. You broke two. And glasses. then I insisted <laughs> I didn't break it because I didn't. I didn't think it was broken at the time. No, no, and no, then no. It you gets you picked it up and I was like, ah, oh, shit. It, it gets broken. better than
0: that. It gets better than that. You broke a wine glass and a juice glass. Looked at it and went. Uh, after we established it was definitely broken, because a- at first you were just shouting at Ethan, it's not broken, it's not broken, it's not broken for about not a minute. Bro- yeah, I remember after I, I have pick memories it of up, this. Um up. like you showed go, it to me and it was just it, snapped. It, it's, was like, oh, it snapped. You go, oh no. I'll give you a pound. <laughs> <laughs> give you a pound.
1: To be fair, that's <laughs> more than my wine glass is worth, probably, depending. Uh, Sam. It was like one, one of the
0: expensive
1: things. did you last
0: ones? buy a wine glass?
1: Well, I mean, my experience of buying things just from like Tesco,
0: no, no no, like no, 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 no. I'm gonna go on Amazon for a, for a quid. and see what the cheapest the wine, glass? wine glass I can buy. Okay, I don't, I don't even uh, know. Th- not, 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 not this much. Um, okay, the Shopping. cheapest wine glass I can find are like uh, two for thirteen, or oh, no, six for nine, six for nine. So that's about. Well, that would have been like you know a quarter. That one Of one glass. Um, but but we we I don't have, um, uh plastic wine. Hey, look, Argos set
1: plastic wine glasses for five fifty <laughs> You can get twelve.
0: <laughs> Sam, Sam that was a, like a, a, a I should point out for anyone like because you won't have the image here, it was like a nice wine glass that has like blue glass blowing around the edges it looks pleasant and it's not made of plastic, I'm not sure how much it is, it's not going to be insane like I'm for not like saying it's worth like 60 pounds but yeah it would probably be like a minimum 6 I'd say maximum like 16 maybe somewhere in, in that bracket and um, and, and just like, just, I'll give you a pound. <laughs> I've never
1: bought wine glasses. Okay, I don't know how much they cost.
0: Oh. <laughs> even even further, I think, and this is loose memory because I was moderately really drunk. You went, I'll give you a pound. I went, I think it's going to be a bit more than that. And you went one pound fifty. <laughs> and it was just like this. As if like I'm selling something on Facebook Marketplace and you're trying to <laughs> barter. <laughs> um, that was that was that was an experience. I think one of our friends ate tea as well. Oh, oh my god! That was I'm up for time.
1: next time. I'm up for next time. I just have to um stay up next time and not
0: not how fuck Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Best if you don't. Best if you don't.
1: Um, uh, I have to get going actually because I've just got a text. That's um, fine.
0: That's fine. We can we can end the podcast here. So um, thank you very much for being on the the Write Off podcast as always. Thank you, co-host Sam. Um, to everyone me. listening, we will see you next time. Any messages <laughs> you want to say
1: for four years? yeah. End yep, yep. of uni wrap up.
0: A end of uni wrap up. This is like life journaling. Okay. Cool. Thank you so much for listening, everyone, and we'll see you later. Goodbye.